Welcome to another episode of Mini Fellowship in Movement Disorders, where we take most challenging concepts in movement disorders and simplify them into easy-to-follow explanations. I'm your host, Danish Bahati, a movement disorder neurologist who loves to teach physicians online, especially in the developing countries. Here's a question from one of our uh, Mini Fellowship alumni, Dr. Danish Nabi. He asked the question, what medication worked best in lingual dystonia? So to answer this question, let me first explain the background or, or context of lingual dystonia. So lingual dystonia or tongue dystonia is a dystonia which affects the tongue. The tongue is made of primarily a single muscle, which is genioglossus. And that tongue muscle is a very large, strong muscle taking a root at the floor of the tongue with the midline raphe and having two parts which can contract individually and making the tongue move from side to side. But when they contract together, then it pushes the tongue forward. And when they're both weak, then the gravity makes the tongue fall backward. And that actually is also the reason for snoring or obstructive sleep apnea with the complete paralysis of the tongue, causing it to fall back in a narrow throat, uh, occluding the airway. So the tongue dystonia will be an abnormal activation of the tongue muscle and that would of course lead to tongue protrusion as well as deviation to either side and typically the involvement is bilateral so there is no hemi-tongue dystonia with only one side of the genioglossus being involved. The tongue dystonia can present in many different ways but most often presentation is tongue bite. So a tongue is supposed to be moved out of the bite of the dentures when chewing or talking, but a dystonic tongue can move involuntarily and leading to movement of the tongue into the denture bite area and resulting in involuntary closure of the jaw around the tongue. So tongue bites are extremely common in tongue dystonia and often are presentation. Now, the isolated tongue dystonia, lingual dystonia is rare. This lingual dystonia is classified under this group of dystonias called oromandibular dystonias, which include jaw dystonia, both jaw opening and jaw closing dystonia, perioral dystonia involving orbicularis oris, and the tongue dystonia. We uh, did a study reporting our experience of 37 patients with oromandibular dystonias from our botulinum toxin clinic at UNMC, University of Nebraska Medical Center. And we noted that only 9% of the patients, so very few patients, had an isolated tongue dystonia. So it's very rare. And if that happens, you should worry about more serious illnesses such as neuroacanthocytosis. So feeding dystonia or tongue protruding the food out when trying to eat is common in neuroacanthocytosis and often uh, uh, considered a diagnostic sign. But some other conditions can also present with uh, similar tongue dystonia. So that probably you are dealing with a much bigger problem than just the tongue itself. Usually tongue is involved as part of other dystonias in an oromandibular dystonia. So we reported that more than 50% of the dystonias in oromandibular dystonias were combined. So they had an element of, let's say, jaw opening dystonia along with tongue dystonia or worse combination will be jaw closing dystonia with tongue dystonia, which will increase the risk of tongue bites or perioral dystonia uh, presenting with the tongue dystonia, which is less common. So often you're dealing with a segmental dystonia, not an isolated tongue dystonia when you're trying to treat the tongue dystonia. Most of these dystonias, oromandibular dystonias are uh, idiopathic. However, it's important to rule out important causes like genetic causes and secondary causes. 
these dystonias are not common in patients with, uh, for example, Parkinson's disease or other illnesses where dystonias are common. In Parkinson's patients, for example, often have limb dystonia or cervical dystonia, blepharospasm, but not typically oromandibular dystonia. Um, so treatment of choice, um, uh, coming to that particular question, in an isolated tongue dystonia or oromandibular dystonia, idiopathic, primary, without any obvious cause, uh, ruling out neurodegeneration with brain iron accumulation, Lesh-Nihan, and other such, uh, DARPLA, DRPLA, dentatoribropelidolusian atrophy, and all those kind of rare syndromes. Uh, so uh, I'm not talking about any of those treatments because then it changes based on what condition you're dealing with. And so if you are dealing with an idiopathic primary uh, oromandibular dystonia or isolated lingual dystonia, then the treatment of choice is botulinum toxin injections as medications don't seem to be very effective. There have been some response to medications such as baclofen or clonazepam that are muscle relaxant. Uh, centrally acting, but usually unsatisfactory. So I would probably just jump straight to botulinum toxin injection. Now, botulinum toxin injection for tongue dystonia is easy to perform, looks very painful, but is not. It's very well tolerated, but it's very risky because you are weakening the tongue muscle. And as we talked right at the beginning, that a weakened or paralyzed tongue just falls back to the throat due to gravity or kind of pulls back, you can think of it, and occludes the airway and will make swallowing and breathing difficult and can cause a lot of problem. So it, it has to be done very carefully and starting with very low doses and escalating cautiously and has to be uh, done, uh, you know, with, with probably uh, an ENT consultation or close monitoring of the patient or maybe a phone call uh, three to five days later after doing the tongue injection. The techniques of tongue injections uh, I can discuss later on. I think I do have a lecture on oromandibular dystonia as part of the mini fellowship where I described the two approaches for, for injections of the tongue uh, for the dystonia. To learn more about the mini fellowship, visit our website for University of Nebraska Medical Center, Department of Neurological Sciences where you can be part of the community and ask us questions. You can write to me on mdclinicforyou at gmail.com. It's m-d-c-l-i-n-i-c number four u at gmail.com. And follow me on YouTube for longer discussions by searching for Danish Bahati, D-A-N-I-S-H space B-H-A-T-T-I. You can also find me on Twitter at Danish Bahati underscore M-D and on LinkedIn.